What's up, guys? Welcome to the Organic Guy podcast. I am your host, the Organic Guy, and uh, this is your weekly segment of Organic View. This is where we get to go through um, some of the important, some of the buzzing uh, topics in the organic industry throughout this particular week. And um, this week, I want us to go through um, one of the most important, arguably one of the most important books uh, that get released uh, in the organic industry. And uh, that is the World of Organic Agriculture book, which get published uh, by Fable and in collaboration with uh, the International Federation of Organic Agriculture Movement. And that is iPhone, right? So this is a particular book that comes out every single year and it's been doing so really for the past 21 years and um this year we are going to we are going to go through um the 21st edition of this particular book and uh, just to get how important this particular book is actually um it's one of those books that help us to have a grasp right paint a picture of what actually is happening within the organic movement it helps help us to reflect on um what happened in uh, particular uh, here for example what happened in last year for example within the organic movement and help us sort of visualize on what might happen in the following few years to come as well so it's one of those important books that gets published and i guess most people don't really have the time to read this particular book. And if you look at it, it's a, a 300 pages book. So, um, yeah, when you just look at all those pages, it might seem daunting to read all those pages, um, to be honest. But what I'm going to do today is actually to give you a summary of what is in this particular book so that you can have a rough idea of what's going on. And when you have time, um, I can highly, highly recommend, of course, you can download it from uh, their website, that's uh, Feeble, or uh, iPhone website, and get to go through it and just get to understand what's happening in different worlds, right? Uh, what's happening in the organic movement, for example, in North America, in Africa, in um, the European Union, in Asia, in the Oceanic countries, in South America. So it gives you a better view, a better uh, perspective of what's happening um, year all around it's i'm telling you it's it's most industries dream to have such a kind of book but um within the organic sector we are very very privileged to have this kind of statistics statistics made available uh to us very easily actually and made available to us year after year all right what a privilege indeed so before we dive right into this particular statistics book i want us to just go through all right to give you a picture of some of the challenges that goes through in producing this particular book. So, for example, um, they are just laying here on some of the challenges that they go through in uh, producing this particular survey. So, for example, they sometimes do not receive updates, right, for particular data for several years. So what do you do when you don't receive data for several years? So you sort of decide not to continue use that particular data for um, given a particular period of time because that data may actually be outdated so this of course when you stop using that particular data so this might result in a substantial drop um, in for example let's say if you're measuring an area that's inorganic or the producers uh, the organic producers that are available in those particular countries right 
and um, also sometimes of course they get forced to revise some of the data for some countries um, and some data may seem implausible um, they also receive major data revisions for some countries uh, which of course can result in um, the area that is inorganic to drop as well as the producers to drop as well as the crop data to drop um, at the end of those particular year all right so for example here they give an example of um in mexico right where they changed the source of um the data that they get from and uh, as changing as a result of changing this source that they get from um this particular new source did not include the smallholder farmers so this resulted in a major drop of organic producers in mexico and latin america so if you're reading this particular data book without having this particular context you might think hey what's happening here right um a lot of people just stop going organic right so if you don't have this particular context you might think oh yeah things are going a little bit down but if you now you have read through it and you've seen that they changed um the source of data that they were getting that particular data and this source doesn't include smallholder farmers now you get a better view of what actually is um happening so you might look in that particular data and see for example all other continents um except africa had an increase in the number of producers um but you're looking at the data you're seeing you know what it actually doesn't make sense right um how about we also define some of the some of the terms that you'll get in this particular statistics book so area what exactly does the area mean in the statistics book so the area means certified organic land right the area that the number of areas that you would be seeing in this particular books it means that that area is actually certified land or uh, land that is already fully converted um, as well as that land that is under conversion right so for example some of the countries do not separate those particular two areas right the land that is already organic and the land that is under conversion those two lands actually considered organic because uh, those two lands are being managed using organic principles right and um so whenever you see those land in your mind you have to keep it um very simple that this refers to area that is under organic that is under certified organic management or an area that is under conversion uh, into organic right and then area that is under share of organic agricultural land of course now that uh, means the total area that is uh, under organic uh, producers data so it's very very important to also note that some countries report the number of small holder uh, holders while others uh, report only the number of companies or project or grower groups um, which usually of course compromise several producers at an area so this is particularly uh, rampant um, in african countries where you just group um, a lot of organic farmers together and that can be taken as a growers group right and that grow up growers group so you have several organic farmers in that particular area so this of course will uh, in the end of the data may not ref- may not be reflected in the data itself but um in the data you'll consciously know that the number of producers is probably higher that uh, is being communicated in this particular report all right and also market data so we do know um comparing country statistics remains very problem- problematic because different countries use different um 
ways to collect their market data. So therefore, um, trying to compare particularly two countries is not a fair comparison, given that the different kind of ways they used to uh, collect their data. And of course, taking in mind the fluctuating exchange rates makes it a little bit difficult to compare those two particular datas as well. Sources of data, so you collect, they do collect uh, their data from um, private sector organizations, governments, certification bodies. And um, so, of course, the data that is available is in conjunction to how well these particular sources provide uh, this particular data, right? So, this is some of the things that I want you to keep in mind as we go through, we uh, quickly go through <laughs> this particular uh, statistics books statistic book and um yeah as uh, of 2018 as you can see here and um, the world of organic agriculture especially farmland so let's start by first of all looking at um the total um farmland that is under organic right so as of 2018 uh we heard over 71 million hectares of uh, organic land and uh, this is of course as we saw earlier including certified organic land and uh, in conversion organic land right and uh, the regions with the largest organic land included the oceanic uh, countries with uh, 36 million hectares this is over a half of uh, organic agriculture land europe came in second with 15 million hectares that is 22%. And of course, if um, you've been keeping ar around the news, we do know that the European Union has very ambitious target of uh, making sure that 25% of the land goes organic before 2030. So this is an area that will be interesting to look at how fast does um, those numbers, okay, the numbers of hectares grow within the European within the European Union given the target that they have for themselves and then third we have Latin America there um, Asia North America and um, Africa uh, being the least continent uh, the last continent with the least amount of um, hectares that is organic but there's one thing here you must um, that sort of struck me here and you might help me in this particular conversation down in the comments um, right? So here, as you can see, Africa has the lowest number of hectares in organic, right? Here we're talking about certified organic and in conversion organic, right? In North America also has the second lowest number of um, organic land, right? They have 3.3 million. So North America is basically the United States and Canada, right? And um, they are the second lowest, all right? number of organic land and africa has the lowest number of organic land okay just keep that in mind all right um when we look at uh, in terms of countries australia has the largest number of organic hectares 35.7 million this is largely of course we saw up there um uh, oceanic has the largest number with 36 million hectares so as you can see australia itself has 35 million hectares so largest country uh, with the largest amount uh, of organic land there argentina comes in seconds with 3.6 million hectares and then followed by china uh 3.1 million hectares how about globally right when you look at those figures not so good uh whereby we currently have just about 1.5 percent of the world's agricultural land being um organic 
very very low number and um the highest of organic share of total land by region being oceanic which is only 38 8.6 percent followed by europe and where the european union has 7.7 percent of its land being organic so not the highest numbers but of course um as you can see year after year there's been that growth right that movement has been on uh, the upward trajectory as well linked Likastina has the highest organic share so this is the total number of organic share if a hundred percent of land is being used to grow you know agricultural products 38 percent of that in Likastina is an inorganic right either certified organic or in transition right that's very very impressive considering that worldwide we only have 1.5 percent Likastina has 38 percent of that being organic Samoa has the second largest with 35% um, of their total land being organic. Very, very impressive numbers, right? Um, growth of organic farmland where in total we saw, um, in total if we compare this to the previous year, that is 2017, we see that there were 2 million hectares more than there was in 2017. That is some tremendous, tremendous growth right there. Um, all right, so how about how did the increase of this organic farmland do right we see in europe there were there was um as in eight percent eight point seven percent increase of the total farmland we're talking about 1.2 million hectares that um were converted more into organic than 2017 asia or asia also saw a nine percent growth that is 0.5 million hectares and uh, africa also grew at 0.2 percent that is 4,000 hectares uh, more organic land was converted right um how about we look at crops um and um we see that overall out of the 71.2 million hectares that is an organic we see actually most of it um over two-thirds of this particular land is used for grazing right is used for grassland and grazing. That is 48%, and that is 48.2 million hectares used in um, uh, grazing. So this leaves us with only 13.3 million hectares that is actually used in arable land, which is only 18% of uh, the total agricultural land, right? And um, we see um, in terms of permanent crops, we see that 4.7 million of uh, this 71.2 uh, million hectares, 4.7 million hectares um, is used in growing permanent crops. So this permanent crops includes olives, nuts. We're talking about coffee here. We're talking about grapes, coconuts, cocoa, uh, being the major permanent crops that are being grown that are under organic um, in this particular segment. All right, so how about we move to organic producers, right? In 2018, we had 2.8 million organic producers, right? And 47% um, of these uh, organic producers were in Asia. Then second, all right, this is very interesting to me. Second, we see Africa coming in second in terms of the total number of organic producers with 28%. If you remember up there, actually, ladies and gentlemen, you saw Africa had the lowest number of uh, hectares that was in organic. But here we're seeing that Africa has the second largest producers of organic products. 
why do you think is this is the situation right i have a theory i'd like to know what you think about it let me know in the comments also we see europe has a 15 latin america has eight percent of these total producers and in terms of countries we see india having the largest uh, number of producers 1.1 million producers are in india 200,000 of our producers are in Uganda, 200,000 as well are in Ethiopia, right? If you remember the other day, I was covering uh, about Ethiopia um, and Ethiopia Airlines decided to be serving uh, organic produce on their airlines. And as you can see here, Ethiopia has the third largest number of organic producers overall, all right? So they probably looked at this and they saw they do have the world stage here, all right? They do have an opportunity to support the local organic farmers and as a result the ethiopian airline status to go organic so as you can see here we have two countries from africa that top this um particular group of producers which is a very very interesting phenomenon all right africa being the lowest uh, continent with um, the lowest number of hectares that is an organic part dominating in terms of the number of producers what is your theory let me know in the comments um of this particular phenomenon right how about um the global market of uh, organic right so in this particular segment we saw that um the global market reached a, a, 90, a 95 billion euros industry all right and um surprise surprise demand of this organic food uh, remains concentrated in North America and in Europe. Remember, North America, um, that is um, the United States and Canada, had the second lowest number of, um, the second lowest area of uh, organic, that is unorganic, 3.3 million hectares. All right, but here, they actually have the largest market. So meaning most of the most of the organic products that are produced are actually consumed um, in North America. Very interesting phenomenon right there, gang. You can see how the market dynamics is playing here, all right? It can, I hope you're connecting the dots here, all right? I hope you're connecting these particular dots. And um, um, organic food and drink sales reached, uh, that is 95 billion euros. And um, yeah, the country with the largest organic market were the United States with 40.6 billion euros followed by Germany, um, that is 10 billion France uh, also holding, coming in third with 9 million euros. So you can see largely dominated by the United States and Europe, um, especially the European Union, Germany and France. And um, the largest single market, of course, is the United States. 42% of the total organic products that are produced are actually sold in the United States, followed by the European Union, which is at um, 38 0.5% and then China comes in third as um, the largest uh, market for organic produce at 8.3%. But how about when we look at per capita consumption, that is per person per year, how much they spend on organic products, we see that Swaziland and Denmark having the highest number here, um, where on average consumers spend over 300 euros on organic products right significant number right there and the highest organic market shares were reached in denmark where it stood at 11.5 percent arguably 12 percent this is the first country to reach 
uh, an organic market share of 10%, Swaziland and um, Sweden really coming in second and third. So as you can see here, the European Union dominating this particular area, all right? Uh, dominate, absolutely dominating. So meaning that out of 100% of the total market in Denmark, 10% of this particular market is actually organic, all right? Very, very rapid growth in there, ladies and gentlemen. As you can see here, um, market. So if you are probably producing your organic products, so where you want to look at, you want to see how can you get your products within the European Union um, or in Europe, really, and then how can you get your products to the United States as well, right? So very, very good, good dynamics in there. As you can, you can see that um, the United States had the lowest number of organic land, but they have the highest in terms of market. All right. So meaning there is an opportunity. Um, if you are, of course, an organic trader and listening to this, you are seeing an opportunity there that there is an explosive market within the United States and in the European Union for you that you have a chance to have your products uh, being sold in those particular territories as well. So how about we look at uh, standards and uh, legislation and policy? Where does the organic movement stand at this particular point? So and then according to the iPhone survey right now, um, standards and registra registration are at 84 countries right now and uh, 17 of these countries are in the process of drafting uh, legislation. Uh, one important change also you have to look into is uh, group certification, uh, which is now currently you know being allowed in relation to control of small operators, and um, which is a new regulation in the in the EU now within um, their new framework that will be in action starting last year. It was supposed to be actually enacted within this year, but due to of course COVID, now it had to be pushed uh, next year. So. For me, I see it as a positive development, the ability that um, small organic farmers can come together and then can be certified makes, of course, the costs of certification go um, slightly lower, given the fact that uh, Feeble estimates that about 80% of the world's organic producers are actually smallholders and they are in low- and middle-income countries. We are talking about 58 countries in total for whom uh, individual certification will be an affordable and administratively too complex to manage, all right? So in total here, we're talking about 2.6 million producers who are organized in uh, 5,800 uh, internal control systems groups and managed managing uh, about 4.5 million hectares of organic land in 2018. So overall, of course, we are seeing that this particular policy of um, allowing uh, groups of organic farmers to come together to be certified, making life a little bit easier for this particular organic farmer. So, of course, also we have the participatory guarantee system, which is a locally focused quality assurance system um, where also um, tries to make it affordable for uh, organic producers to sell their products as organic in the marketplace where this particular organic farmers can come together and um, hold themselves accountable on how they produce their particular food system and now making it um, less costly less costly for um, external parties to come in and certify them and of course they can um, help save uh, this particular money. 
right? So, and then after that, of course, we have uh, different statistics for each continent, um, which is very important. Uh, it helps you give uh, context. Uh, it helps provide you with a context of what's happening um, in different continents as well. So what I'm going to do here, um, I'm going to go through quickly through each continent so that you have an overview of what's happening. Then I want to leave you um, for you to download this particular book and actually go through it and get to understand better on exactly what's happening in each context and then you can read more of course there are a lot of um, uh, important points that are mentioned within this particular book that i highly highly recommend to download it or you can indeed order it through feeble and get it delivered to you as a hard copy so in africa all right what's happening in africa right now quickly two million hectares of certified organic land is in africa as of 2018 so compare this to 2017 um, Africa reported an increase of uh, 4,000 hectares, that's 0.2% increase. So um, in 2018, there were at least 800,000 producers. Tunisia was the country with the largest number of organic area, followed by Uganda. And um, yeah, and uh, it had, and Uganda, of course, had the largest number of organic producers at uh, 210,000. And the country with the highest organic share of total land in the region was the island state of uh, Sao Tome and Principal, whereby 22% of uh, organic agricultural land was in organic. All right, what's happening in Asia? All right, the total number of um, organic agricultural land in Asia was at uh, 6.5 million as of 2018. 2018 whereby they had 1.3 million producers most of which were in india of course as you saw earlier 1.1 uh, of these producers are in india the leading country here being china with the number of hectares that is being produced at uh, 3.1 million and of course we saw china there came third as um the third largest holder in terms of market for organic products so can see china is increasingly becoming a very very important player in the organic sector as well so timor lesse had uh, the highest proportion of organic land that is as a 16.8 percent interesting development in asia was the fact that um, south korea also launched uh, a pilot program that started to provide environment friendly rice to military bases so this is one of the ways that you can see um Yep, the government is giving a slight eye towards organic. May, they might not use exactly the word organic, but you can see that there is one eye looking at that particular direction, which is good to see as well. And also um, providing a box scheme for environmental friendly food to pregnant women, which is, of course, a very, very important opportunity for organic players to sort of step in and try to show why organic is um, a better option. All right. So how about in Europe, what's happening in there? To, as of 2018, they had 15.6 uh, million hectares of uh, agricultural land in Europe being organic. Um, and uh, we had around 400,000 producers. All right. In Africa, we saw we had about 2 million hectares that was in under organic management, but we had over 800,000 producers. All right, and uh, but in Europe we are only having half of that, 
and I remember that the total number of producers in Africa might be actually be underreported through the fact that most of the farmers in one way or another are probably in a group all right so if you really count one by one they probably be more than that so there is a f- an interesting phenomenon that's happening here and that's why i'm still insisting to leave your comments below and let me know what is exactly do you think is happening in this particular phenomenon and then um, in europe here 3.1% of agricultural land was organic uh, in the european union 7.7% um, organic farmland had increased by 1.2 million hectares compared to the previous year of uh, 2017. Countries with the largest organic agricultural area, we're talking about Spain here, having 2.2 million hectares. France, 2 million hectares. And Italy, um, having 2 million hectares. And well, in 10 countries, at least 10% of the farmland is organic. We're talking about Lake Castaner here, um, having 38.5% of its land being organic. Very impressive. Austria, and 25% of it being organic and Estonia, 22% of it being organic. And in terms of retail, of course, we saw the European Union being the second largest uh, home for organic trade at uh, 40.7 billion euros. And the European Union coming in second um, at the total area of uh, organic trade that is being conducted at 37.4 billion Euros is an increase of 7.8% since 2017. Um, the largest market for organic products was in Germany, um, which saw a retail of uh, 10.9 billion, followed by France and Italy, uh, respectively. All right. That is in the European Union. What's happening in Latin America, right? Uh, in Latin America, we're talking about 228,000 producers managing 8 million hectares of organic agricultural land in 2018. Um, this is 11% of the world's organic uh, land. We are talking about 1.1% of the region's agricultural land being organic. So the leading countries here, we're talking about Argentina, which has 3.7 million hectares, followed by Uruguay and Brazil. The highest share of organic agricultural land were Uruguay, French Guinea, and uh, the Dominican Republic. All right, so how about north america what's happening in there we are talking about 3.3 million hectares second second lowest number of organic farmland here only uh second to africa and um two million of this being in the united states and 1.3 of this being in canada that is 0.8 percent of total agricultural land um in the region uh new records were achieved in the united states uh, market whereby organic non-food market uh, reached at 47.9 billion US dollars. This is an increase over 6% compared to 2017. Sales of organic non food products jumped 10%, okay, to 4.6 billion US dollars. This is almost 6% of food sold in the United States is now organic. What an achievement, right? So it means, in terms of awareness, um, guys really do know what's going in there in the organic uh, industry as well so how about the oceanic what's happening in there so altogether they have um 21,000 producers remember oceanic has the largest number of um land that is managed organically we're talking about 36 million hectares here um constitute which constituted 8.6 of uh, the total agricultural land um in the er- in the yeah, across the world 
we're talking about more than 99% of this land being in Australia, which is, you know, in most parts used for uh, grazing. Um, highest of organic um, national agricultural land was in Samoa, that is 34.5%, followed by Vanuatu and Fiji, Austria, Australia, Kiribati, and then Solomon Highlands, 4.4%, right? Um, so as you can see, there is, of course, um, course for us to be happy. And um, if you're comparing this particular data in 2019 and comparing it to what we saw in 2017, as you can see, there is an upward trajectory on uh, what's happening exactly in the organic sector. So this is a cause for celebration moving forward, is a cause for us to be optimistic. It's a cause for us to continue supporting the organic movement because the only way forward here is to continue to see this particular trend move upward, right? So make sure you spread the world. Make sure that when you are in the supermarket, you, you know, switch and you shop consciously, right? You make sure you pick an organic product here and there um, when you go into your local supermarket as well. So I am very optimistic about what's uh, going to happen in the future in the couple of years and I'm looking forward um, to the next year's book as well. So of course, I encourage you to make sure that you check out um, their website and download this particular book and just take time to go through it and understand the statistics. What do they actually mean? What is the trend? What's happening in this particular different areas, right? Try to understand it and read it. And um, yeah, keeps you up to date on what's happening and what to actually expect in the coming few years. So make sure that you download it. Make sure that you read it. Make sure you leave me uh, the comments below of uh, those particular questions that I was um, I was asking, and um, let's have a conversation about it. Let's uh, come up with theories. I have my own thesis. I have my own theories about um, those particular conversation. I would like to hear your opinion on uh, those particular conversations. So make sure you jump into the comments and leave your comments there, and uh, of course share this particular podcast with someone you think uh, might be interested in this kind of conversation. There are a lot more conversations to come, so make sure you do that and make sure you subscribe and of course share All right ladies and gentlemen till the next episode remember to be organic <laughs>